Greetings, friend, and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, where we are working every day to remove the self-limiting beliefs that are preventing us from becoming the heroes of our own stories. I am Marcus Bard, and before we get into what I wanted to talk about today, I do have a humble request for you, and that is if you have gained any kind of benefit from this podcast, it would be a huge favor for me if you were to give it a rate and a review on Apple Podcast. I have an idea that I wanted to try out today, and I have some future episodes as well that are going to follow the same formula, and that is studying heroes that we find in pop culture, in literature, even real-life heroes, and just kind of take a look at what happen with them and what they have done in order to be the heroes that we recognize them to be. Since it is the holiday season right now, I figured I would start with, I'm hoping this is a bit of an easy one to start with, and that is the story of Rudolph. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Whether you are familiar with him through the song or through any number of cartoons or there's even the stop motion, I don't even know if it's like a claymation, but I know it's more of a stop motion puppet one that I actually have on DVD. I haven't seen it in a long while, so a lot of this is going to be going off of memory. Now we're also going to gloss over the fun fact that Santa's reindeer would be female because male reindeer lose their antlers and fall. So then we'll, we'll just gloss over that one. Yet what we're looking at here is a character who had incredible adversity and was able to overcome it. We have a reindeer who was born with something that was uncharacteristic of his species. We'll say any species, really. I don't know of, <laughs> really don't know of any, any animal out there that has a glowing red nose. That, that would be pretty special. So he is born... And originally what happens, and I'm basing a lot of this off of the stop motion movie. Was it a movie? Eh, probably was. But I remember seeing it a lot growing up. And what his parents did is they tried to cover it up. He was unacceptable the way that he was he had to hide this thing that was going to be bizarre and maybe even bring about some judgment from the other reindeer, maybe even from Santa himself. We kind of see that play out in the movie and he just accepts it. He's, he's like, I just want to be myself. But his dad's like, no, you have to do this. If you want to be a reindeer on Santa's sleigh, then you have to cover this up. And they literally cover up his nose with mud. 
I imagine that probably made it a little difficult for him at times to even just navigate the world. I mean, he, he talks like this a lot during that time when he's got the thing over his nose. And I can only imagine how much that impeded his sense of smell, his ability to breathe. And it was just normal for him. It was a normal thing for him to do. One of the things about this movie that has often bothered me, and that is Santa sees Rudolph when he is a young calf, practically newborn. He sees him and sees his nose. And even Santa, based on what we know about this character, knows everything about us. He knows when children are good and bad. He has seen everything. And he sees this and is saying, oh, that's not a good thing. And it is because of this lack of acceptance by Santa Claus that Rudolph's father, Donner, in this rendition, comes up with the idea of, hey, we need to cover this up. We need to hide it. Fast forward. Rudolph is older. He is starting to interact more and more with the other reindeer calves. Are they calves? Oh, the, the younger reindeer. And they're going to participate in the reindeer games. And Rudolph seems to do quite well for himself when you think about it. Man, I'm forgetting the first thing they did. Maybe it was flying. That was the first thing they did. So the reindeer had to learn how to fly. And after meeting what would become his girlfriend, she calls him cute. Rudolph just goes to the moon and back almost with the feelings that he has. And he performs quite well with flying. And then he starts to play around with one of the other young reindeer and his nose covering falls off. As soon as the others see that he is different, that there is something that is, quote, not right, unquote, about him. They kick him out. He's no longer accepted. He's no longer allowed to participate in the reindeer games. He is not given the opportunity to learn what it's going to take for him to become a member of Santa's team. This leads to an incredible adventure with him I forget the name of the elf that wants to be a dentist, and I remember Cornelius. I don't remember his last name, but he's all he's just out there trying to find silver and gold. And they are running away from the abominable snow monster. And he grows. He eventually leaves his friends because 
his nose is a beacon that is going to constantly bring about this monster on his trail and the trail of his friends. He didn't want to put his friends through all of that, so he left. And after, I think it was about a year, maybe, almost a year, he grows, he matures, and he is deciding that, you know what, this this is not for me. I did not ask for this. I was born with this, and I'm just going to be myself. As he's trying to return home, he runs into his... All right, now I'm really testing my memory. It has been several years since I've watched this movie. It was his girlfriend and I believe his mother as well were caught by the abominable snow monster. And just a little fun aside, I cannot tell you how hard I am having to focus on saying the name abominable because I typically mispronounce that whenever I try and say it. He recruits the help of his friends, the elf and Cornelius. And they manage to rescue his, his mom and his girlfriend and is accepted back. He is accepted back into what should have been his home from the very beginning. It is at this point when everyone is celebrating the abominable snow monster had his teeth removed which we're not going to if you take a look at how sharp sharp those chompers are yeah i don't think he's gonna do very well moving to i guess just an all vegetable diet at that point Again, that's beside the point. This is about Rudolph, not the monster. Everyone is celebrating. Celebrating Rudolph's return. Celebrating the... Celebrating the freedom that they have of not having this monster harassing them all the time and having to live in fear of that. And through all of this, this is when it starts to get really snowy. There is practically a blizzard that is taking place. It becomes too difficult for them to get out of the North Pole, let alone deliver presents. And everyone's in dismay because I guess that means that Christmas is canceled this year. And that is when Rudolph is recognized for something that everyone did not accept. That was his nose. He is asked to lead the team because his nose is the only thing that's really going to allow them to navigate out of this snowstorm. I'm honestly not certain how practical that is, though I do know that red light doesn't really reflect as badly in our eyes as most other lights, so maybe he could see well enough. Plot points aside, 
he is put into a position of honor as the lead of Santa's team. When no one accepted him, no one, he was not accepted except for by a select group of people. Namely because they were misfits as well. And he is put into this low position socially within his herd. Yeah, herd. He moves from the lowest of low positions in his herd by literally being kicked out and outcast to becoming the lead on Santa's team. He couldn't have done this if it wasn't for his perseverance. He went through a lot, not just being exiled and leaving his family, leaving his home. He survived on his own, taking a sacrifice to not endanger his newfound friends. And can you imagine the amount of trauma and even the fear that he had to deal with as he's trying to avoid all of these dangers in the North Pole. I say all of these dangers, and there was really just the one, I guess. It was the abominable snow monster. But he is constantly having to survive. And we see that he ends up thriving through all of that. He grows strong. He doesn't forget who he is, and he also doesn't forget where he comes from either. To the point that when people, I say people, but it's reindeer, to the point that when he sees those who loved and accepted him in danger, he stands up to them. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Rudolph went in gung-ho and was trying to bash the abominable snow monster with his antlers until it grabs a rock and just slams it over his head. It was Cornelius and the elf that managed to incapacitate the monster. Yeah, he was brave. Rudolph was brave and went in there and was like, you know what? I don't know what the odds are. And I'm just, I'm going to try this. I need to protect those who I care about, who are in danger from this thing that I know how dangerous it is. I know how mean and nasty this thing is. And he still went into the cave to face it. Kind of makes Rudolph a brave little reindeer when you think about it. A brave young reindeer. I guess he wasn't little. In this story, we see someone who had the entire world against him. 
Oh, that's being a little too harsh. Again, he had the select people who did still love and accept him. Yet he had a lot of people who just did not accept him. And in the end, he chose to forgive them. At least, uh, that's how I like to see it. They don't actually say it in the movie or in the in the song at all. They yeah, they really don't say what Rudolph thinks about Santa and all of these other reindeer. But I like to think that he forgave them. He forgave them for mistreating him. He forgave them for making his life harder than it needed to be. Now, one of the things that we know as we're becoming the heroes of our own stories is we're not going to be so naive as to think that as soon as we forgive these other people that everything's going to be great. That's not how it works. Here is a very simple example of a hero. Someone who was rejected because of who he was, because of how he was born. Someone who experienced a lot of trauma and had to survive in some of the most difficult environments ever. And he went from a place of surviving to a place of thriving. And once he was thriving and he knew exactly who he was and was unapologetic about it, I'm not going to hide my nose anymore. I'm not going to hide who I am. He is recognized and honored for this unique ability that only he has. That's one of the things that I hope for all of us. We all have unique abilities. We all have something that we can contribute to the people around us. There is no other you like there was no other Rudolph. I hope that you enjoyed this analysis of a hero that might have even been unlikely to consider. I know when I was doing some research, I honestly didn't think of Rudolph as an example. And yet here we are. He's the first one to appear. And I'm looking forward to doing some more of these down the road, just looking at different heroes in pop culture, in history, and in our real time, who have shown that we all have what it takes in order to become the heroes of our own stories. We will have one more episode before the end of this year. Once again, I hope you guys enjoy this holiday season. And until next time, live strong for today. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you're interested in working with me, there is a link to my website in the show notes and also a link just to schedule a free 50-minute one-on-one call with me. Let's get the conversation started. Also, please rate and review this podcast so more people are able to find it. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon.